Good morning or afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to another episode of You Deserve to Be Here. And this week's episode is going to be um, kind of a piggybacking off of my last episode. There was something that I mentioned in that episode that I felt was really important to touch on. So I gave you all an assignment to do in case you missed it. Um, This was an assignment that I did for myself that I found really, really helpful um, in my personal healing process. Um, And let me just say that you know, a lot of the things that we struggle with today, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say at least 90% of the things that we struggle with today um, are somewhere and somewhat directly related to things we experienced in our childhood. So I don't ever want to misconstrue that like, oh, you're still holding on to all of these things from childhood. Because a lot of times, like, if you haven't really like tapped into Um, the issue, what it made you feel, how it made you feel, what was your response or reactions to those issues, um, then you're more than likely not healed from those experiences and you're just suppressing it. Um, So it, it looks, it might be a little unfamiliar to you when you see other people like speaking about, um, things they've experienced as children. But I'm here to tell you today that like those things absolutely have a effect. If you have not addressed and acknowledged and accepted them, they absolutely have an effect on how you behave today. Um, the things that you feel today, these are often referred to as your triggers. Um, so I encouraged each of you to complete this assignment that... Uh, like I said, that I found really helpful for me. Um, and that was an exercise that I called the who hurt you exercise. So you want to write down a list of all of the people in your life who have hurt you. Um, no matter how big or how small the situation, um, no matter if you've like made amends with that person, you just want to basically this assignment is really just to write it out, get it out, um, and help you to understand your feelings a little more. Um, don't make excuses for the people while you're, while you're writing this. So let's say, um, your, your dad hurt you by doing, by abandoning you or something. Don't write like, but he also had, uh, things he was dealing with, like, just don't make excuses for, for anything or anyone just write out what the situation or situations were that hurt you, how they made you feel, how they affected you, um, and how it may have changed or shaped your perspective of whatever that circumstances entailed. Um, and I gave an example of, um, an ex-boyfriend of mine who had done some things, to me in my past where, um, you know, like I had to write those things out and and get it all out. And it, it actually really helps me understand like some of, um, like how my boundaries were affected, you know, growing up, my sexual boundaries were affected. So I encouraged you all to do that. And I think that is a really 
helpful way to, to understand you, um, the not so flattering parts of you. But also another part of that assignment, and this is the part that I want to challenge you guys to today, is making a list of who you hurt. The reason why I feel like this is important is because this will help you to, one, remove yourself from being the victim. Um, two, it'll help you learn to take accountability. It'll make it easier for you to learn how to apologize to people, how to acknowledge and accept other people's feelings without diminishing their feelings or invalidating their feelings. Um, and also it'll help paint a, a better picture of who you were or who you are um, and how who you are may affect other people. Because a big part of healing is, is not just taking uh, all of the moments where you felt victimized and compiling them into a, a freaking bowl and saying, okay, here, here's all of my trauma. Now I'm going to heal. I'm going to, I'm going to accept all of these situations and move forward from them. You also have to accept that in, in your life, you have also not been a perfect person. And this part might be really hard for some people. This, this might be a really difficult assignment for some people. And I can be honest and say that um, I, there was a, when I, when I moved to Florida in 2018, the first time I come about like, or come across so many avenues where like I, I needed to, to heal and fix things. Um, and one of the, the revelations that I did make about myself was that I had put like completely put up a mental block in my mind of any instance where I may have hurt someone. There were certain situations that I did remember and I, I did feel very much accountable for. I was able to take accountability for and apologize to those people. Um, but there were some situations that like were brought to me that I like just in all actuality, I just didn't remember. And it, it bothered me because I'm like, why don't I remember this? And then when you hear the person talking about it, it's like, well, they remember it very vividly and clearly because it was something that affected them. And, you know, sometimes when we feel justified in, in our actions and the things that we do, you know, we, we do tend to like kind of file, file it away as like, it's, it's not that bad or, you know, this shouldn't bother, this shouldn't hurt anyone. Um, but like for whatever reason, I mean, I guess for me, maybe that also was a trauma response and just not remembering the things that I may have done to hurt people or that affected people. 
Um, a, a prime example of this, I was, I had a friend, really close friend, um, and she was like kind of just tapping into her healing journey, right? And she called me out of the blue. Well, she texted me and was like, hey, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something. And um, I'm like, okay, cool. So she called me. Um, and she was like explaining to me, you know, like with her being on her healing journey, a part of that was, you know, kind of confronting some of the, the people that have hurt her in her, in her life. And I was one of those people. So she gave me three situations, um, that she felt hurt or affected by with me and I only remembered one. Now, like, like I had to pause on that. Like I only remembered one of the three situations that she mentioned to me. And, and, and when I say remembered, I mean like a genuine, like I had, like, I almost felt like I didn't have any recollection of those other two situations, you know, where like, I was trying really hard to remember and like, I'm kind of asking her questions like you know well where were we when that happened or do you remember like you know and and granted at the end of the day none of the details really even mattered um and I didn't want to get hung up on like me either remembering or not remembering a situation but the the bigger picture was just to apologize to her for the way that I made her feel in all three of those situations in the one situation that I did remember and I'm glad that she came to me at the time that she did, because I feel like had she come to me any sooner, that conversation wouldn't have gone as well as it did. Um, where it was certain thing, like, like the, this, the same thing that she was saying, like she was hurt by, by me, someone else had did the same thing. And it was like, you know, I could have been like, well, such and such did, I uh, did the same thing. Did you, are you having this conversation with her? Did you say, you know what I'm saying? Like I could have deflected terribly and the old me probably would have, because like I said, you know, at that time, um, I, I had a, a very, like, I was very like victim mindset. Everything in my mind was like, I could only remember situations where I was a victim. So, um, had that conversation occurred any sooner than it did, it probably wouldn't have gone as well. But fortunately, you know, I was in a great space in terms of like acceptance and healing and understanding and, and being accountable, being apologetic, you know, for the things that I've done. And I was happy. I was very happy inside that we were able to have that conversation like I felt so good having that conversation with her. Like I didn't feel the same, like, I'm just, I'm just glad. Like, I can't even stress that enough. I'm just glad that that conversation happened when it did, because it was a very fulfilling experience for me to be accountable for something. Like I wanted to be accountable for those things. And, um, I was happy that she trusted me enough and, and felt comfortable or safe enough, or, or just honestly, I was happy to see that she was even embarking on her own healing journey, 
you know, and was in it deep enough where she could confront, you know, a person who has hurt her because just from knowing her and, and having been friends with her for years, um, you know, there were so many situations that I felt where, you know, she may have felt things that she just never spoke on or she like internalized and, you know, she kind of harbored those feelings and thoughts. So I was happy to see the growth in her and, and becoming a person who now can, you can confront, you know, things that make you uncomfortable or have made you uncomfortable. Like I was proud in that moment, you know, um, regardless whether it was toward me, toward anyone else, like, I'm, I'm proud of you for, for this level of growth. Um, you know, so in, in having that conversation with her, it really like, it opened me up to accountability. In this life, we all have to be accountable for something. If you are, and and just looking at the stats from um, my listeners for this podcast, most of you are within the ages of 25 and 34, I believe. At this big age, there is no way that you could think that you have gone 25 to 34 years on this earth and you have not hurt one person. You have not done anything wrong or wronged one person, at least one person. You have not, your actions and words have not affected at least one person. There's no way. And if you have, if you can't recall one, one instant where your words, your actions, your decisions could have affected someone else, whether directly or indirectly, this episode is for you. This episode is specifically for you. Because what that tells me and what that should tell you is that you have not accepted reality. You have not accepted humanness. You you just have not accepted the fact that you are an imperfect being in this world. And that's okay. That's okay because you hear, hopefully you hearing this inspires you to want to do that. When you're in the middle or good in the thick of, of your healing journey, and you're going through like all of the the traumas that you've experienced at the hands of other people. When you when you're done with that, you have to take that step back and reflect on how 
your actions and words and decisions may have affected other people. It's so important to do that. Even if that comes in the form of, um, I should have left this relationship sooner. I should have uh, put my foot down in this particular situation. I should have like, even if it comes in that form, because I, I think that's the safest form for some people to feel justified in like their decision-making um, where it doesn't feel as bad to be accountable in, in situations like that. And they may be true. So I, I won't take that from anyone and say like, it can't just be where you, you know, you feel like, Oh, I should have left sooner. So that's the only thing I'm going to be accountable for. Like that may be true. But think about some other ways in which you could be accountable. Um, I can recall a relationship that I had and I actually wrote a piece about this and I, I think I shared it on social media. Um, this was some years ago where I was in a relationship with a person who I felt aside from infidelity, he was a great, when I say great, I mean, fantastic partner. He was everything that a, a woman would like, would want in a man, but he was also a cheater. Um, and the kind of person that I am, I can't handle like infidelity in relationships. So once there's a, a breach of trust, you're done. <laughs> like you're done. I, like I can't even fool myself or try to convince myself to stay in a situation where the trust is broken in, in a way like that. And I, I know that about me now at this age. Um, so that is absolutely a deal breaker for me. But um, in, in the piece that I wrote on this relationship, I mentioned how I stayed in that relationship waiting for him to just say certain things. And for whatever reason, it's like, I, old Brittany, let me say old Brittany, <laughs> was a glutton for punishment. <laughs> like, I had, I had problems trusting my intuition back then, um, where like, you know, something is off. Um, but it's like, you have to see it through. Like, I had to see it through. I had to confirm my suspicions before I could like, before I could react. And many women will tell you now, like when I, when I know, I know. And, and this it's just true for us. And men, y'all might not understand that. Um, but our intuition is, is unmatched. It's unmatched. I I've been in situations where like, I'm dating or like I'm in a relationship or whatever. And I know something 
is happening before it happens. And I'm, I'm always right. Like I'm always right. And it's a scary thing sometimes because even I question it. And that's why a lot of times I have to see it through because it's like, uh, I know I'm right, but I, I need to make sure that I'm right kind of thing. But now I think I've, I've just learned to trust myself a lot more. And when I know something, I know something. Um, but in that relationship, you know, I, I, I was sticking around, like waiting for him to just say, I don't want to be with you. Um, I remember... Every time that like I found out something like about him and another woman, it was almost like he was kind of careless about it. Where it's like, is this person like, like he wants me to find out. Like he, he, he wants me to know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but it was like, I had to be accountable, like coming out of that relationship, I had to be accountable for the many times that I went against my better judgment. One, I ignored my intuition Two, um, I wanted to see the good in this person or I, I wanted to ignore that part of him just to accept the other parts of him. Three, um, So I had to be accountable for that because had I left at the first sign of some nonsense, um, I could have saved myself a lot of time, a lot of heartache, a lot of money. Like, you know, we had, you know, we moved together and we did all of these things together. And it's like, you could have saved yourself so much by just walking away at the first sign of some infidelities going on. Um, I'm gonna give y'all some examples of, of the things and y'all gonna be like, girl, you are crazy. What? Like how in the world did you go that long? Child, I'm asking myself the same question, <laughs> same questions. Like one example that I like, and this was in the very, very beginning. Like at this point we weren't even like, um, we weren't even exclusive at this point. At least I don't think. And, and that's another thing. I talked about this in another episode. Like when you're with in, in relationships with people and it's like somehow y'all just end up in a relationship, but y'all never really established a relationship. No, 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 no. We're not doing that in 2023. We need to establish exactly where we are in each step of this process. Um, but with this person, it didn't go that way. Um <laughs> In the beginning, I recall specifically there was a time where I came to his house and he he had like um, his laptop was connected to his TV. And that's how like we watched TV. Like so he, we were watching like all free stuff and all that. Right. So um, he had his email open and mind you, it's on the TV. Had his email open and on the side, 
I don't know if if y'all remember like um, Google Hangouts, but like that that's like the instant messenger chat in Gmail. So on the side you can see like his his list of Gmail conversations. I mean his list of Hangouts conversations. And one of the conversations, the most recent conversation, it only showed you like a preview of each conversation because you know mind you it's like a thread of you know different contacts or whatever and it was from a, a woman and the last message that was sent either to or from her said I love you so that was the preview that I saw it said I love you right <laughs> so um and this is something that I used to do I don't know if I want to say that because no, I'm going to say it, but this is something that I used to do um, whenever I would notice something or see something or pick up something. I would I always say I would store it in my vanilla folder in my head, like file it away. And then you got to like bring it back up at a like random impromptu time um, because then you kind of get a better sense of like if the person is going to be honest about something. So... Um, <laughs> Stored it in my little folder. So then we're on the phone one day and I asked him, I said, um, because, because my thinking was like, all right, we weren't exclusive, but like, if you're exchanging, I love yous with someone to me, that's more serious. You know what I mean? Like, so do you have a, a girlfriend already? Are you married already? Like, like what's going on? Like that's, that's deep to me. Well, for me, I don't, I know I don't say that to people, you know, all willy nilly. Like, no, you, I mean, if, if we exchange and I love yous, then we we're deep in. So, um, we're on the phone and I asked him like, um, Hey, like, are you seeing other people? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, well, um, yeah, I did see on your TV that, you know, you were saying you love somebody or they were saying they love you or whatever. Um, so what's that about? And he was like, was it in Hangouts? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was old. So I'm like, okay, I don't have any, any proof to contradict that. So I really like just took his word for it. Fast forward all the way to the end. Cause we were together for maybe like a year, maybe two years. Um, fast forward all the way to the end of the relationship. That same person in the very beginning who that I love you was exchanged with is the very reason why we ended that relationship. Now, like I said, had I walked away at that point at the beginning, um, you know, I could have saved myself a lot of time, a lot of heartache, a lot of money and resources and, and just like my life probably would have been on a different trajectory, but I'm grateful for the lessons. Um, a, a good friend of mine and one of my clients said to me one time, the reason why you keep experiencing the same kind of situations over and over is because you haven't learned the lesson. 
and God wants you to learn the lesson. And when I say like that, that hit me. And to this very day, it sticks with me because that was a recurring theme in my relationships where like I would give the benefit of the doubt despite my better judgment. You know what I mean? Like, and, and despite what my intuition is telling me, you know, when I, when I'm, I'm knowing that something is wrong, I would often like disregard what I'm feeling and what I know is right or wrong. Um, just to consume whatever they were willing to give me about whatever explanation they were willing to give me about whatever this, the situation was. And I think a part of that comes from me being a why person. I'm, I'm like, I, I need to understand the why behind things. Um, and sometimes the why just won't make sense. So I've, I've grown to accept that sometimes the why just won't make sense. Sometimes it's not for me to understand because I'm not that kind of person. That's for that kind of person to understand, not me. And I also had to learn that like relationships that make you feel confused and anxious and um, you have so many questions and you, you're sticking with all these things in the back of your mind. Like you're putting stuff in your vanilla folder in your head and you know, like you, you're doing all of this strategic kind of like movements. Like it's, it's probably not a good quality relationship for you. So I had to be accountable in one expecting something different from somebody who showed me exactly who they were in the beginning. I'll give you another example. Um, I, I started noticing a pattern in this same person. Um, and this is again, early stages or very beginning. I started noticing a pattern, um, where from Saturday night to like Sunday, Sunday, uh, like until like 3 PM, I wouldn't hear from him. And, um, you know, that might seem like, oh, that's fine in the beginning stages and all of that. But like it, like the rest of the, the week, like during the work week, all, we're talking, talk, texting, texting. We're like, I'm, I'm at his house. He's at my house. Like we're like connecting. And then sat from, from Saturday nights to Sunday mornings, I would not hear a peep from him. So I started to pick up on stuff like that. And it's like your intuition knew what, like you knew what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew what was going on and you abandoned yourself. Like I said, to consume whatever explanation they were willing to give you. When at the end of the day, like you had to focus on the way these things make you feel. Something like that creates confusion. It's not that, um, cause, cause I, like I, I've come across some TikTok videos where women are like, you shouldn't be expecting to hear from this person every day in the early dating stages and all of that. But my thing is if you're setting, if you, as the man, the leader of whatever, wherever we're going to go with this connection, if you're setting and an expectation of me hearing from you every day and we're talking and texting and doing all that. And then suddenly you go ghost. That's a problem. 
And, you know, instead of me kind of taking the hint and saying like, you know what, like this is creating too much confusion for you because you're talking, everything's fine. And then boom, you don't hear from him. And then miraculously he pops up and um, now everything's just back on track. No explanation, no nothing. Like it, it was just, it just wasn't a, it wasn't good for me. Um, being a person who craves stability in my relationships, it wasn't a good, um, experience for me. And I can honestly admit that back then, um, I definitely had some attachment issues with relationships. Um, so I did have higher expectations for the communication in those relationships. And, and still I, I do expect a certain amount of communication from, you know, anyone that I'm dating, but, um, I think another part of that is, are your words and your actions aligning? You're talking to this person, you're dating this person and they're saying, oh, they, they like you and they want to do all of these things with you and they see a future with you and blah, blah, blah. And then the actions are like contradicting that. So I had to be accountable for all of the things that I overlooked in that connection. Um, for all of the things that I agreed to proceed forward through. Um, and for, for me, for me abandoning my feelings for the sake of connecting or trying to connect with someone else. That's the biggest thing. And I think another big thing that I ran into is like, a lot of men can't be, or they find it difficult to be upfront about their feelings, um, where one, they don't have boundaries. So the expectation is for you to not have boundaries. Um, and then you, you the two of you are just kind of operating in a space of, of no boundaries and we're just letting whatever fly, you know, and it, it just doesn't create a good connection or a good connecting experience because, you know, it's kind of like you're going to keep hurting each, each other. Um... So in our lack of boundaries came a lot of like uncertainty and, and confusion and questioning about the connection itself, but neither of us willing to be honest enough about where we were. So when I say I was waiting for him to kind of end the connection, I kind of feel like he was also waiting for me to end the connection. Um, and maybe we both kind of had similar attachment styles. Um, but I think it was one of those things where we were literally just like going through the motions of, in a, of being in a relationship without actually really enjoying the relationship and um, building in the relationship. And like there was so many, it was just such a, a mismatch. <laughs> um 
at that time but i will say like a lot of lessons came out of that relationship and i'm so grateful for it um so like in in like in that lack of boundaries between us both we just we were just kind of like like i said going through the motions we were going through the motions and instead of us like just being honest and saying like hey you know this is not working for me um we were waiting for each other to say that and that's the part that i think i i needed to take accountability for um where there was a, a particular situation that i will not speak about here. <laughs> but um in that situation that was a little more extreme than just seeing a text message on a tv um that should have been the end for me and truthfully i think he might have been expecting that to be the end too um and we should have just kind of called it there and like i said it could have saved us both a lot of time now with all that said because i said a lot with all that said I could have paraded through that whole connection and, and told that whole story. And uh, he did this and he should have been, he should have, if he would have never, you know, put it all on him and made him seem like, you know, he was just this POS guy. Because like I said in the beginning, I personally never thought that of him. Like he had insecurities just like we all do. Um, and that's not to make excuses for any shitty behavior that he exhibited in that relationship. But, um, you know, he had his own insecurities too. So I can't, you know, like, and, and it's just when you step outside of like a victim mindset, you don't feel good talking or speaking about your experiences in that way anymore. Um, at the end of the day, I was responsible for my happiness, not him. He's responsible for his own happiness. You are responsible for your happiness. So we have to be accountable enough in any situation to say like, you know what? I should have done, I should have done better. I want to wrap this up because I want this to be a shorter episode, but um, I also want to touch on situations that were completely your fault or could have com completely been your fault because th like I said, those are the harder situations to accept accountability for. So when you're doing your assignment, if you guys choose to do that, um, when you're writing out who you hurt, you really have to think hard. If you have to ask some close, some people who are, you are close with in your life, like, have I done anything to hurt you or that anything that affected you negatively? Um, if you have to ask, feel free to do that. Um, but when you're, when you're 
writing these situations out, don't forget to include situations where your actions directly affected someone else. Um, I'll give an, I'll give the example that I did remember from the friend, um, that I, uh, that, that reached out to me. Uh, Hello. So she confided in me something um, that had occurred in her life and she asked that that be a secret. Cool. But me, on the other hand, I, I took that and I shared it with a boyfriend at the time who... Um, we all kind of had a, a, a good relationship. So like, you know, she was cool with him. He was cool with her. And like, we were at that time, like that friend group, we all were kind of like cool with like boyfriends. We would, we, we all were cool. We had a good little circle of relationships going. So, um, I shared it with him. Be, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the reason why, but like, this is why you can't, like when you're doing this assignment, don't, don't do that. I shared it with him because he had a similar experience to, to her. And I, you know, was kind of relating it like, you know, to his experience. And we kind of talked about it. And then I knew like, he was a very like open-minded person. Like he wasn't like judgmental or he wasn't going to be looking at her differently or, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, I, I felt comfortable sharing it with him. But at the end of the day, she asked me to keep that a secret and I should have not shared it with anybody. And if I knew that I couldn't hold this secret secret for her, I should have been honest enough to say, don't tell me because I tell my partner everything. But in in an effort from of me wanting to be there for her, allowed her to express that secret to me, and then went and told that to my partner. Um, and mind, just keep in mind, y'all, that this is years ago. This is back in freaking 2015, 16-ish, I think. Um, but that was that was wrong on my part to do that. And I had to put myself in her position to say, like, how would I feel if somebody did that to me? Now, truthfully, just being honest, I don't tell people things that, like, I don't want to get out. Um, And I'm not ashamed of anything that has occurred in my life or that has occurred with me. Like, clearly, I'm doing a podcast. I share a lot of personal things with y'all. I'm an open book when it comes to my life and the things that I've experienced. Um, so I may not have reacted the same way she did or felt the same way she did. And maybe that's a part of it too, is that, you know, we kind of think of things like from how we, how we would be affected by it, but we don't give any consideration to how it could affect them. And I ended up telling her that I told him, so it wasn't like it, it got back to her in some sneaky way or, you know, I told her that I 
told him. Um, and at that time, she she didn't really express that she was upset that I told him. Um, but she definitely, like, carried that. You know, so, like, like I, as I said, you know, I was proud of her even in the moment of us having that conversation where she could come to me and express to me, you know, years later that, like, she felt away. And I had to apologize to her because that was wrong of me. And I, I felt, you know, that I had taken advantage of her, her lack of, of boundaries and, um, uh, I don't want to say her fear of confrontation, but like her not being, uh, not confronting me about something like that, because you already know if you, if you told somebody's business who would have pulled your card about it, like you'd be less likely to tell their business because you already know they're going to get in your ass and be like, why would you, why would you tell him that when I clearly told you not to tell, you know what I'm saying? And like, I, I was like in that moment, I took advantage of the fact that she wasn't that kind of person. And that was wrong of me. So when you're doing this assignment, when you're writing out who you hurt, we're going to call this the who you hurt assignment. Like I said, do this after the who hurt you assignment. But, um, when you're doing this assignment, try not to limit your accountabilities to situations that, oh, I should have left sooner. I should have cut this person off sooner. I should have spoken up about this. Like talk about the situations where two, in addition, where you have actually taken an action that was wrong on some, you know, on someone else's behalf. And if you don't have any of those situations, that's great. But just make sure that you don't like really make sure that you're not still dodging accountability for some things. Don't make excuses when you're writing these things down. Don't make excuses for yourself. The same way in the who hurt you assignment, you don't make excuses for the person who hurt you. When you're doing who I hurt, don't make excuses for yourself. Don't say, um, Jessica told me a secret and I told, uh, Shannon and, and Tiffany, but I told them because, uh, they, they already knew, but I told them it like, no, you state what you did. I told Jessica's secret. It made Jessica feel X, Y, Z. I, I have to be accountable for violating Jessica's trust. Period. I especially encourage parents to do this. Um, I talked about this in a previous episode where I mentioned that we have to stop disregarding our kids and their feelings um, because this is what perpetuates a lot of the mental health issues that a, a great deal of us have grown up with. Um, just not having parents who we could talk to or who we could express feelings to or Shit, could we even have feelings with our parents? Like, 
you know, so like I really encourage parents of children to do this. Um, because the way that you, the things that you may have been dealing with in your personal or individual life has affected your children, period. There's no, it's no escaping that. And whether your children have spoken out about it or not, it has. And I think um, even in doing this assignment, it might be good for you to ask. Have those conversations with your children. And when your children start to say things that maybe you don't want to hear, when, you, when your chest starts heating up, and you start getting warm and you feel you feel like you need to react sit in that for a little bit sit in sit in that feeling for a little while because it's going to come and it's going to go but you got to let it you got to let it move through you you have to let those feelings move through you because the minute you react now it's like you you're negating everything that your child is expressing to you about their feelings. The, pu the purpose of this is to sit with their feelings for a little bit. And let me just say, I encourage you to do this um, when you're ready. When you're good and ready to do it. N and not a minute sooner. Because if you're not ready, this could be a really tough assignment to complete. But you have to be able to sit, feel, listen, and accept. That's it. Be still, listen, feel, and accept. Whatever information they give you, even if you felt justified in what they're saying, even if you had a reason for what, why you did what you did or why you said what you said, even if you don't remember, even if you don't remember it happening the way they're expressing it, let them express it. Don't negate it. Don't invalidate it. Just sit with it. Hear them out. Hear them out because it's, it's really important that they are able to express their feelings to you. Otherwise, they're going to grow up in a world not knowing how to do that. You are the first, you're, you are the, the practice for the real world. And I'm pretty sure none of you want to envision your child being a pushover sitting in a corporate office and getting overlooked for all of these promotions and all of these things. And while they sit there making their minimum wage, you know, overworking, working 60 hours a week for, for next to nothing, you would hate to see your child being taken advantage of like that by, by other people. So you don't be the first person to do that to them. Create a safe space where people can address you and express to you that 
this hurt me. And I, I especially encourage this also to people who often feel like they're not, they don't have safe spaces where they can express their feelings. I especially encourage it to you because if you can't create that space for other people, don't expect people to create it for you. And more than likely, you're going to continue to run into people who, who are just like you, who are a mirror, a mirror of you. Let me tell you something. One thing that I learned in, in this life is that most of the people that you run into, your friends, especially the friends that you choose, um, the relationships that you choose, they are going to be a direct reflection of you. It's going to be like looking in a mirror. So when we see, um, or like when we get into, I'm, I'm using relationships again, as an example, because these are like the primary, these are like the foundations for family that we're trying to set. But when you're dating and you're running into people, pay attention to the things that you pick up the easiest about them, because those are probably the things in you that you have, have yet to identify that are affecting the way that you connect and interact with other people. <laughs> I want to give an example. I want to give this example so bad. Um, oh, should I do it? Should I do it? Okay. So I was dating someone and the way I, I wasn't a fan of the way they communicated with me. The reason why was because it's the exact way that I communicate with people. And when I say like, God, he going to put that mirror in front of you. He going to put it smack, boom, right there, right in front of you. And I had to realize, and like, so it, it brought me out of my shell a little bit, but it also like annoyed me where I'm like, why is this person communicating? Like, why are they like, Say, give more, say more, interact more, engage more. But it's like, you do the same thing. And then I would justify it like, but I'm a woman and I, sh I should be. And it's like, no, communication work doesn't work like that. It's one thing if you're giving, giving, giving in the communication and the other person is just being like, ah, oh, blah, then cool. All right, th this won't work. But like when you see your communication style and someone else, it's like, wow, I got to get my shit together. <laughs> I got to get it together. Um, but yes. So like when you're a person, if you're a person who does not create a safe space for other people to express things, you can't ex expect that in return. Because most of the time you're going to run into people who are mirrors for, of, of who you are to people. Think about like when somebody comes to you and expresses something, are you quick to respond? Well, well, Brittany, if you wouldn't have never like pause, stop and listen. Are you a good listener? One thing I had to realize too is I wasn't, I, I didn't used to be a, a good listener. I, I'm not even going to hold y'all. Like my attention span wasn't that great. 
So um, when I would have conversations with people, I couldn't fully like recollect everything that I had heard from them. Um, my memory wasn't that great and um, like recalling anything that they had said. Um, I had a conversation with one of my friends about this before where she had mentioned to me like, you know, it's like when like, you know, when you say you have certain things or you have a doctor's appointment, you have this coming up, this coming up. I always like check in with you like, hey, how did this go or how did your appointment go? Um, and she's like, you know, she felt like she didn't get that in return. And I had to apologize for that because I'm like, my memory is, is shit, but taking accountability, my memory was like that because I wasn't a great listener. It's like I was hearing things, but I wasn't a, a, a great listener. So now when I'm talking to people, I try to do more listening than I do speaking. Um, and that has helped me tremendously in, in remembering certain things about certain people. And, hey, how did this go? Even if I don't remember the exact day that it happened or whatever, but I remember that you said you were going to, you had a doctor's appointment on this day. Um, you know, so I've been, I've gotten a lot better with the follow-ups. Um, but tap into your listening skills, tap into your listening skills when, when you're doing this assignment, it's not going to be pretty. And that's the thing about healing and growing and evolving is that it's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies and self-care and bubble baths and uh, wine at the tub and uh, beach days. And, and it's not always going to look like that. But also remember, it's not always going to look like this either. It's not always going to look like, damn, I hurt a lot of people. Because once you get it out and once you, you know, write it out and you realize if, if these are things that no longer align with who you are, great. That, that's the point. I'm getting these out because so I can understand who I used to be so that this can help me become the better version of me, the best version of me. Because I can't become the best version of me holding on to all of this and knowing that this is the way that I've treated people. Now, you can go... An offer, extend an apology to these people. I'll leave that completely up to you. Um, how you want to go about acknowledging the people that you hurt, if at all. I'll be the first to say some situations, it's best to just leave well enough alone. Um, but if you do go into it and, and you, you know, there are some people that you may want to extend an apology to or whatever, Remember this, don't expect anything in return. Don't go into offering an apology to anyone expecting a particular outcome, expecting them to respond a certain way, expecting them to accept your apology because depending on where they are in their healing journey, 
journey, it, it may not be a, a great time. So just keep that in mind. And that's not to discourage you from doing it. Um, because w- whatever is going to help you get through the acceptance part of, you know, understanding who you hurt, you should do that. But, but don't expect anything in return from the person. Also, if you do decide to go that route and the response is not a favorable one, do not allow that to, to throw you off track. It's okay. You got to remember this person is an, also an individual who may or may not be on a, a journey to healing and their healing may or may not be, you know, in alignment with what you're apologizing for. They may not be at a point of forgiveness in their healing journey, but Whatever, whatever, however they respond, you have to make peace with. You have to be at peace with how they react to your acknowledgement of your wrong. So I'll leave you guys with that. Um, I kind of want to extend an opportunity to chat with some of you about your assignments if if y'all are open to it or if you're interested in sharing like one of your enlightenments please 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 feel free you can reach out to me on instagram at Miss M-I-S-S underscore B-R-I-T-T underscore K-N-E-E. That's Miss Brittany. Um, and maybe I can bring y'all on for an episode and we can kind of talk about your experience. Hmm. That's an idea. Or if you want to just share it to me in text, that is perfectly fine. I'm cool with that. But I'll leave y'all with that. And as I always say, you have to learn yourself to love yourself and be yourself. Y'all, this is a part of learning yourself. This is a part of learning who you are or who you were in order to become who you need to become. Find yourself, be yourself, learn yourself, love yourself. Why? Because you deserve to be here. You do. You do.